Genesis 22, starting in verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. He got up early. He wanted to make sure he got this done. And saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. And we want to take verse 2 as our key verse. We'll read it again. We'll focus on this one. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, the one you put all your heart into, all your soul, your, your desires, your future, everything, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And I want to preach on the title of a message, Let's Give It Up to God. Let's give it up to God. I want to ask Brother Douglas to pray, sir, please, for the message and the messenger. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Let's give it up to God. The theme of the conference was let's do this. I heard a message about let's do this. Let's, uh, let's finding our folk S. Is it, if you were here Sunday morning, you know Pastor Devastire preached about that. The second message that we heard yesterday was let's, uh, let's do this now. Let's not wait any longer. Let's get this done. Let's get to God. Let's get things right with God. Jesus came in a, a part of, the, of history where men and women needed something from God right now, right then and there. The Bible tells us that, that Jesus Wrote, had had had, uh, had a, uh, they gave him scripture and he read that scripture and he said this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears right now it's being fulfilled and so today I want to talk to you about let's give it up to God let's do this let's give these things up to God that we need to give to Him not holding on to them any longer not holding on to our own way or sin but let's give it up to God and let God begin to move in our lives, and we can see real change in our households. We can see real change in our city. We can see real change if people would finally, fully surrender their lives to God. This week, this, just this, this week, I was thinking about what just happened to me not too long ago. The word relinquish came to mind, and I began to go on through this, this situation that I, that I had to go through. So the word relinquish means to give up something. 
Normally it means to give up something voluntarily. And so you, you, you turn something in. You, you give something away. It no longer belongs to you when you give it away. You relinquish that. So I had to relinquish something that took me years to get. I knew the time was coming. I did not want to do it. I waited until the very last second. And then when the time finally came, I reluctantly went down to the place of which I had to give up this thing that took me so long to get. Many of us have, have gone through the same situation where we, we have waited a long time and, and other people have asked us about it and said, do you have it? And there's somebody that, that knows what I'm talking about right now. I said, did you get it? No, no, I, I'm, going, I'm going on this day to go get it. Okay, all right, I'm waiting, all right. For some of us, it's a very great privilege in order to move from one place to another, to be able to go to this place and, and have an uh, identification. Maybe you're starting to figure out what it is now. And you go to a place and you have this thing and say, do you have this thing that identifies who you are with your picture on it and your address and, and, and whatnot? So, okay. So I had to relinquish my driver's license. Why? Because I've had a lot of eye surgeries. I've gone through a lot of things with my eyes, and my, my vision got to a point where I need another surgery in order to be able to make the qualifications to be able to drive. And so it took me a long time to get that. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It takes a long time to be able to, to get a driver's license, right? To be able to qualify for a driver's license. Maybe, maybe you were, maybe you were one of those lucky ones that went out there and you passed the test the first time, all right? I don't like you, but that's okay. Because <laughs> I sure didn't, all right? <laughs> I had to take it a couple times and spend a couple more dollars and go out there again, all right? I tried it for the commercial driver's license. I, I failed it the first time, too. I had to go back out there and do it again. But it takes us a long time. And then once you get that, you're supposed to do whatever it takes to maintain the standard to be able to keep it, right? You don't want to give that up. You, you don't want to do anything that's going to hazard that from, from the, you know, the, the government being able to take that from you or the police to being able to take your privilege to be able to go from one place to another freely without anybody trying to stop you. So now I'm at this point where I need another surgery and I have to wait you know, so many months and make sure that it, you know, it's all going to go well. So for right now, I am no longer able to drive. I had to relinquish that benefit that I had. I had to give it up voluntarily. And so I went, it, you know, uh, I come from Washington State and my driver's license expired on my birthday. So I was there two days before, heavy hearted. <laughs> I do not want to do this. You go to Washington State, when your driver's license expires, they, they get the hole punched and they poke a hole in it. You know, here, they, I, they didn't do that. I said, oh, okay. I still got two more days. All right. <laughs> I wasn't willing to give that up. There are things in our own lives that we have to give up. There are some things that we may not want to give up. Some of it is time. You know, someone may ask you, hey, can you help me? You may look and say, oh, I really don't want to do that. I just don't have time to help this person today. You may make up an excuse of some sort. Say, well, you know, I got such and such to do. It's like you haven't been planning to do that for four years. You got to do it now all of a sudden. 
Or maybe there was a, a vehicle that you had to give up. Maybe there was some money that you had to give up. Maybe it was a relationship that you said, hey, well, I'm just going to be done with this. I'm going to give this up, you know, voluntarily. I can't be involved in this anymore. But there may have been some part of you that said, well, I don't really want to surrender, but I know it's for the best for my family. It's for the best for my, my situation. It's for the best for everything that I have to go through. And maybe even eternally, there may have been something that you needed to give up in order to get right with God. There are things in our lives that we know that God puts his finger on. And it may have taken you a long time to get that thing. And it may not even be wrong. But if it's in between you and God, it's got to go. You've got to relinquish it. You've got to give it up. If it's stopping you from going forward in your relationship with God, your, your opportunity right now is to say, God, I'm done with this. God, I want you to do something in my life and in my soul. Because, God, you're more important to me than this thing that I'm holding on to. What does the Bible have to say? about giving things up. God had something to say about giving things up, about abandoning things, putting things aside, to let them go, surrender, to release them, to cease holding on to them. God had something to say about that, and he showed us through this man called Abraham. As we read in the Word of God, we began in Genesis chapter 22. There in Genesis 22, it said, and it came to pass that there were things before. I'll read it again. And it came to pass after these things. So there were some other things that Abraham went through. There were some other things that he had to go through in order to get to this point in Genesis chapter 22. You may read it in the Word of God and, and looking at it from a, from a contextual point from today. You may not understand, hey, whoa, God is asking Somebody to sacrifice their son? God's asking this man to kill his own son? A human sacrifice? If you're not a Bible reader, maybe you may not, you may look at that and say, okay, I, I don't understand that. I thought God was a God of love and, and all these other things. But there, there are things in there that are pointing forward and helping us to learn a lesson about what we need in order to grow spiritually, in order to get to God and get what God has for us. But there were things that happened before. And so God was putting Abraham in situations where he had to give up other things in order to give up something else and get to this great place of which all the time that God had been preparing him. So God, what has God been doing in your life? God has been preparing you for this moment today in this service right now. God has been preparing you. He's been showing you things. He's been dealing with your heart. He's been waking you up in the middle of the night and talking to you. There's been things that have been popping up in your life and you've been thinking about these things just out of nowhere. You might be sitting in a class. You might be sitting on the bus or whatever and then God begins to poke at things in your life you know you need to give that up and give it to me in order to get closer to me. The Holy Spirit is real. God will deal with your heart about things. God can deal with your heart about moving somewhere. God can deal with your heart about taking a job. God can deal with your heart about money you're getting ready to spend or anything. God will deal with you because he doesn't want anything in between you and him. 
But God had been getting this man named Abraham ready. Abraham, he was from Ur of the Chaldees. This was a place where, now we have to go back to the Old Testament and we have to think about this. This was a place where they had idol worship, where they had uh, human sacrifice, where they had uh, the worship and the, the orgies with the various temple goddesses and various things like that and the murdering and the killing and, and hatred and among different tribes and whatnot. And so God was looking for somebody that he could use for his glory, that he could put his glory upon that he could bless and do something with just the way God is now he's still looking for that same thing and so God had reached out to this man called Abraham and he said I want you to move you want you to pack up everything that you have get away from your family get away from that place of all that sin and all that idolatry and he said I want you to relinquish everything that you know everything that you've got behind you all of your past all of your associations I want you to leave all of that because I don't want to it to slow you down when it comes time to get to me. I don't want it to slow you down. And, and think about this, that when you're praying and you've got this burden upon you that's slowing you down, trying to get you to God, I want you to cut all the ties. I want you to cut all the strength. And I want you to leave those things behind so that you can have a relationship with me. The things of the world will stop you from having a relationship with God. And so God wanted him to cut that off. So he said, I want you to pack it all up. And I want you to go. He said, when you get there, I'll let you know where it is. <laughs> and so Abraham, he didn't exactly obey. Not, not exactly. He packed up, you know, but he tried to take some family members that he wasn't supposed to. And so God was working on him. He's working on his obedience. Obedience is a very important thing for a Christian. If you're a Christian, you're supposed to obey God. God has said that, you know, the slaves, have they obey their masters. You know, the children, they obey their parents, but my children, they don't obey me. My people that are supposed to be my servants, they don't obey me. I'm supposed to be their master. They don't obey me. Jesus went, even went as far as to say, why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Why you call me Lord, 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 Lord? And when I tell you to do something, you become Lord. Why is that? So Jesus was, was, was dealing with that back then, but we go back here, and we see this man called Abraham. God had tested him, so he went out to this place. He took his nephew, Lot. Things didn't work out there, so Lot went out to Sodom and Gomorrah. We already know what happened over there. We're not getting anywhere near into that. We already know the sin that took place in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so they had to cut ties. Abraham had to cut ties again. He had to, he had to give up his, his nephew, Lot. So dad died, and, and, and he left Lot over here out in Sodom and Gomorrah. And now he obeyed. Now he obeyed. And so when he would obey, God would give him another promise. So God had promised him he would obey. God would give him another promise. God would promise him he'd obey. He'd get another promise, a bigger promise, a greater promise. Every time he obeyed, God gave him another promise. God had said, hey, okay, you did this. Look out here and see all of these things that are out here. He said, look at the grass. Look at the stars in the sky. He said, I'm going to bless you for everything that you see. I'm going to give you all of this and more so. Everywhere that your eyes can see, I'm going to bless you with all of that. And then look up in the stars of the sky. Look at the sand that is on the seashore innumerable. I'm going to make your seed as all of those. They won't even be able to count them all. What was the problem? He didn't have any seed at all. He didn't have anybody. 
He didn't have any children. It's like, okay, God, I'm obeying, but uh, I don't see anything. And so you may be in this process of obeying God. God may have told you, hey, I want you to quit going to the club. I want you to quit drinking. I want you to quit doing these things that are not right between me and you. And you say, okay, God, I'm going to stop doing these things. And then maybe so-and-so may call, be like, hey, where you been? That happened to me. <laughs> this girl that I used to try to chase around, you know, she wouldn't have anything to do with me before I got saved. How about that, right? And then all of a sudden I get saved and find out I'm in the army. I find out she's living in the same barracks that I'm living in. She comes down to knock on the door. She didn't have anything to do with me before. She comes down there to knock on the door and said, hey, what's she doing here? Say, hey, you want to go out? Now, this is when I was supposed to be going to Bible study. It's like, uh, you know, I had just given my heart to God and, you know, the devil got me tripped up. So I went, worst night I ever had, all right? So the devil tried to trip you up. He tried to have them come back. That's why you got to cut ties. That's why you just got to grow up and you got to be able to say no to the devil. You got to tell him no. We try to be too nice when it comes to those things. We try to say, well, I'll get back with you another time. You just got to plain old come out and say no. What part of no don't you understand? The N or the O. So God was working on this, on this man, Abraham. More promises. There was another promise that came forth. It said, I'm going to use your seed to bless all of the nations. There was no seed. There wasn't anybody. So Abraham, what did he do? Because God wasn't moving fast enough. Uh-oh. You ever try to move before God? You're waiting. Say, God, I need you to do this for me right now. Nothing happened? So you say, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to bless myself. We get in trouble when we start moving in front of God. So Abraham, what did he do? He said, well, okay, I'm going to make my own seed. I'm going to take my wife's maid. And, and, you know, his wife was all into that. Hey, don't, don't look back too hard into that, okay? But they say, hey, you take my maid, and, and you go into my maid, and then that seed that you have, that'll be the seed. We've been having problems from that ever since. Palestine and Israel, they've been fighting. That's where all of that has come from, going way back to then. Putting it in your own hands instead of letting God take care of your life. I serve a God that can bless me. I serve a God that can take care of me. If God can give me a wife, if God can give me a job, if God can give me a place to stay, if God can take care of that, then maybe I should trust him for everything. So Abraham put it in his own hands and tried to take care of it on his own. And so he had a son, E. Ishmael. He had a son, Ishmael. So all of these things happened. He, has, he finally has his seed. He had his promises from before. God had told him, I'll be your shield and your exceeding great reward. And so he, he thought he had it all wrapped up. There's his son, 
He's got everything he needs. And we get to a point in our lives where we say, hey, all right, I don't need to hear from God anymore. Everything is okay. I've got enough money in the bank. My car is running. Hey, the house is all right. Mama's happy, boy. Right? What's the rule? If mama's happy, everybody's happy, all right? And so mama was happy. Everything was going real good with Abraham. And all of a sudden, Genesis chapter 22. You might be at a Genesis chapter 22 in your moment right now, in your life right now. And it came to pass after all these things that God spoke to Mike. God spoke to Tim or John or Gary or Jennifer or whoever it is. He said, your name. He said, I want you to offer up this thing that you love so much. I want you to give away this thing that that you put all your heart and soul into. I want you to give it away. And I want you to sacrifice that thing. Up at the top mountain, three days from now, I want you to go make it happen. I want you to give up your attitude. I want you to give up your, your old ways of thinking. I want you to give up your way, your pride, and everything. I want you to give up all that and sacrifice it to me. I want you to do that right now. No bones about it. So there he is. He said, okay. Every word probably hurts. The son who you love, who you put all your hope into and everything, that son whom you love, I want you to give it all up. And give it to me. Not only do I want you to go and make him a burnt sacrifice, I want you to do it all. I want you to go through the whole ceremony. I want you to go through all of the ritual. I want you to make sure that you do it right down to the T. I want you to get the wood, bring the fire, bring another two men with you. I want you to have the knife, sharpen it up, get it ready to go. I want you to go out there and I want you to do everything. I want you to do it with all of your heart and put it all in there. I want you to give it everything. Give it to me as though it's another animal. I want you to give it everything. This is the thing with God. God wants you to give him everything. He wants you to go through the whole thing. He wants you not just to come up here and to get down here and pray. He wants you to come and give your heart to him, to give it all, to give it everything. Put every bit of emotion in that prayer. If you got to look ugly when you pray, then so be it. If that's what it takes to get to God, no matter what it is, get down there on the floor, beat the floor, whatever it is that you got to do. Say, God, I need you more than anything. I want to have you right now. That's what he was telling Abraham. I want you to give it all and sacrifice it all to me. So what did Abraham do? Abraham took some steps. We understand that Abraham had to go through some things in order to, to get out there. And so the Bible tells us that he got up early. Verse 3. Said Abraham rose up early in the morning. No hesitation. Now, Abraham, we don't read that Abraham questioned God at all. Why? Why was Abraham not able to question God? This is why we need to be in church. This is why we need to come to Bible study. This is why we need to grow in our relationship with God. Because as you grow in your relationship with God, what happens? You begin to trust God. You begin to know that God has your best intentions at 
hand. And so if God wants your life to be changed, if God wants you to be a soul winner, if God wants you to be filled with his spirit, God has your best intentions at hand. And so God had the best of intentions at hand for Abraham. Every time he told him, get out of the earth of Chaldees, leave your family, get it, go do these things, be blessed, follow after me, leave all of these things behind, do all of these things. So Abraham had built up this track record of giving himself to God and knowing that, okay, I've been walking with God for 50 years. I've been walking with God and he's never let me down. He's been there for me. And so I know that if God's telling me to take this boy, in which he said that all the promises, all the blessings and everything were there. I know that if God's telling me to do that, I know that God has a reason and I'm not going to question him at all. That's a real relationship with God. That when the pain is there, that when it hurts, it's dark, everybody's forsaking you. You know that God is leading you through this. It's all for our good. If anything else, I learned how to pray through it all. I learned how to seek after God. I knew that God was going to be faithful and he wasn't going to let me down. And I kept my eyes on the cross. I knew that if Jesus went through it and he made it through, I knew that God would be there and I'm just going to keep on serving him. So he got up early. How long has God been talking to you? How long does he have to deal with you? How many times does he have to tell you, come on up. Come on up and pray. Come on up, give your heart to God. How many times does God have to deal with you middle of the night, night after night, time after time? You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. How many times does God have to tell you to change your life, to give up all of these other things and give yourself to me? Get off of Instagram. Get off of Facebook. Give your heart to me. Spend more time in that and less time in trouble. Amen. <laughs> so he got up early. That was step one. He got up early in the morning. He saddled the, the ass. He got everything on the donkey. He took two men with him. He took Isaac and he went out to the place where God had told him. So he got up early. The next thing that happened was it took him three days to get out there. And so he had all this time to think about it. He could have made an excuse, but he didn't. It took him three days. So he was having to contemplate all of this as it's going on. The boy's having to contemplate what's going on. Where are we going? Why are we going up here? I don't see any sacrifice. What's happening? But he kept on going. He kept going through all of that. And we see that he got up there and he went through the whole process. He made that sacrifice in his heart. The Bible tells us that he, he got the wood, he got everything prepared. He got Isaac and he bound him up and he, he put him up there on that altar and it, it began to put him up there on that altar. He raised up that knife and he was going to go through it all. There was no hesitation in his heart or mind or whatsoever. And as he was getting ready to bring down that knife, an angel had called out to him and said, stop, 
Don't do it. There's a sacrifice over there. The, the ram in that thicket, you take that ram that's over there, and you sacrifice that ram to me. That shows us a Jesus Christ. It shows us the greatest sacrifice of all. The father had spared that boy, but God did not spare his only son. The greatest relinquish of all time was when Jesus gave up his life at the cross of Calvary for you. He gave it all up right there. He said, I'm going to give it all for the sinners. I'm going to give it all for those that are messed up in their heart and minds and in their lives. Those that hate God. Those that don't want anything to do with God. I'm going to lay it all down. The blood that was shed on the cross for you and I. That was the blood of forgiveness. That was the blood of a new life. That was the blood of a new start. Where it says, let's give it all up to God. That's what Jesus' theme was. I'm going to give my life for my God. And for those people down there that don't have any hope whatsoever. So God, he's trying to get you to surrender. He's trying to get you to surrender. What did Jesus say about surrender? Jesus said, if any man will follow after me, whosoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. So if you try to keep your life, you're going to lose it. If you try to live it your way, you're going to lose it. If you try to hold on, back to that snake. <laughs> We're downstairs. I'm, I'm sitting up here behind the computer. I'm getting ready to close. My wife could come. I'm getting ready to close here. We're going to pray. But she calls. I didn't even know she was here. I thought she was at the conference. She said, I got a snake down here in the kitchen. I'm like, Is she even here? <laughs> I didn't know she was here. I said, can you come down here and help me? I said, Okay. <laughs> so we get down there, and the, the snake is, is, is against this trash can in the kitchen. And then I noticed that she moved, and the snake was still next to the trash can. I'm looking for a shovel. I'm looking for something. I'm not picking it up with my hand. I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I mean, I got faith and stuff, you know, taking up serpents, but I'm not trying it today. <laughs> so she said, the snake is stuck to this piece of tape here on this trash can. So she picked the trash can up. She said, bring out the broom. Just hit it and get it off of there. I said, oh, okay. So we did that. Boom. I hit it. I had to hit it two times. And I got it off. And then he, he went his way. And I didn't follow him. He, he, wherever he went, he's outside. He's not in here. Amen. All right. You can thank Sister Brenda. All I did was get the broom, okay? Stop holding on to the trash can. Spiritually. Are you stuck right now? Are you holding on to your own life? Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. If you're going to hold on and try to retain the trash of this world, you're going to lose your life. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. Shall find it. Your goal is surrender tonight. Your goal is surrender. Surrender your heart to God. Surrender it all to God. There's safety in surrender. There's safety being in the arms of Jesus. There's safety giving yourself to him who gave himself for you. There's safety in praying the prayer of salvation. Lord, save my soul. Change my life. Make me whole. Fill me with your spirit, oh God. Make me somebody that loves people and that brings them to you. Lord, I want to surrender. And God is there for you. You need the Holy Spirit. You have to surrender. 
You need God to do something in your life, you have to surrender. You have to come up here and pray. Let go of the trash can of this world and give yourself to God. Let's pray right now. Let's begin to pray. As she plays, she's going to sing about surrendering. This is your opportunity to come and surrender. I want you to come and surrender it all. Come on up. Don't sit there in that pew and try to surrender back there. You may still be holding on to something. I say you can't get saved back there, but come on up here. Let it go. Let it all go. Come on up here and pray. If you need help, somebody can pray with you. We'll pray with you. If you need help, say, hey, come on. Come on up here and say, hey, I need help. I need help praying.